This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. What a busy weekend. What a busy night. We've got hockey. We've got NCAA. We've got football news. Plus, we've got a reveal. It's all next. And you can join us at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. We're here until midnight along with Mike Mike and Brian the Good Vibes Mungia. Gordon Damer, hello. Larry, I, I would say I'm doing well, but I'm not as doing as well as I think Giant fans are feeling over the, past the weekend and now into today as well. Where did Dave Gellerman find this money? Did they take not, out a second I'm, loan I, look, on MetLife Stadium? I never Stadium? really felt like I had a good grasp of the salary cap before this. This is throwing it all into uh, – I really don't understand it. I, I'm lost. I thought they were begging for pennies, and now all of a sudden, unless they took a second mortgage out on MetLife, they're half of MetLife. I don't know how they're doing it, but they have substantially upgraded themselves on both sides of the football, Gordon. And you could make the argument, especially the, the receiver in Galladay, their most pressing need on the offensive side of the ball – I think pass rusher is probably the most pressing need on the defensive side of the ball, but to, to sign a guy like a Dory Jackson, uh, like they have done, uh, certainly uh, speaks well about the offseason. And even though we all say you can't build a team through free agency, Dave Gettleman is certainly adding some big pieces in free agency this offseason. And it puts a lot of pressure on their young quarterback, Gordon, in year number three. We'll talk about that next hour. But quickly, so Gordon, I'm, I'm, I'm parachuting. My, my remote is on fire. Okay. Okay, because I'm going from TNT to TBS to CBS to MSG to MSG Plus. So the remote is just like it's 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 hot. All right. And so I'm going I'm looking at the Rangers, okay, and it's four one. And I go back, I look at a couple of games, I'm looking at Michigan, pull out a win, I'm looking, I'm looking at Florida winning. I go back, I watch the Islanders, I come back, it's four three. I'm like, what happened? What, 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 was I gone that long? Then I blink, and it's 5-3. It was like goals were just at a premium, and the Rangers are playing a, a little bit better than what they did when we last spoke. Yeah, I mean, well, I think the last time we spoke, it was the night they scored the nine goals, right? Yes. So, yeah, I mean, they're keeping – I mean, look, if you, it's almost like when the Knicks play one of the bad teams. The Rangers tonight were playing the Sabres, who had lost, you know, whatever it was, 14, 15 in a row. Those are the types of games, if they're ever going to get back into the race here, those are the type of games they got to win, and they were able to pull them out. So that's uh, good to see for the Blue Shirts. Yep, absolutely. And the, and the Islanders continue to do well. They beat the Flyers in, uh, in overtime. So both the hockey teams win tonight. And, Gordon, you mentioned the Knicks. And, yes, they play tomorrow night. They have <laughs> – they've got two must-win Okay, and, and I know this is regular season. This is not game seven. This is not facing elimination. Gordon, they have two games with the Wizards, Tuesday and Thursday. And, Gordon, they have to have these games. You know, with the Knicks, with the way they played, and they played well, uh, painful loss last night, obviously, against the, uh, the Sixers, the way it went down and, and feeling like uh, maybe it was stolen from you a little bit. But it's still teetering, I mean, right on the brink, right? Like, mm -hmm. if they lose a couple of games that they're supposed to win with as tight as everything is in the Eastern Conference and where their record is at, you know, it doesn't take a lot for things to go the other way. Now, I don't think that that's going to happen. I think that they're going to go right down to the wire of this regular season, and I think that they will at least make the play-in game. But, I mean, they can't afford any more injuries. They can't afford to be losing any more players, and they can't afford to be losing games against the, the Washington Wizards. That's for sure. 
Very disappointed. And once again, the Philly game, and I think you talked about it and you labeled it very well, Gordon, last week. These are blown opportunities. Again, last night, a missed opportunity. No Joel Embiid. You know, you, you played well. Listen, they were right in it, Gordon. They played well. You, it, it's, But right now, as you get close, it's not about more victories. It's about trying to pull a couple of these that you're not supposed to win out because you don't have a large margin for error. You're not trying to finish eight or the play-in game, Gordon. I mean, once again, that would have been okay. But the way they started, we have now risen our expectations a little bit for this team. So just getting in, look, of course we'll take it just getting in, but it's going to be a little disappointing if they have to get the play-in game and then happen to not get in. Yeah, I, I think at this point you want a playoff series, right? You yes, don't just yes. want one game and then say, hey, you know, it's uh, it's like uh, when, when you're in the NCAA tournament and you play in one of those play-in games. If you get eliminated in that and you don't make it to the, well, in the past, the Thursday it doesn't even feel like you made the tournament, right? It's like the, mm-hmm. the wild card. When you play the wild card game in baseball and you lose that and you're out right away, even before the really playoff, it's, it's almost like you forget those teams were in the playoffs. So, yeah, with the, with the way the Knicks schedule comes down the stretch, you need a little bit of wiggle room. Now, it's great that they're getting Derrick Rose back, or at least it looks like he's going to be back here fairly soon. But, you know, for the amount of teams that they play, the, the good teams, the really good teams like Philly is, they will probably not have a better chance twice now to mm-hmm. make a, you know win one of those games that you're really not supposed to win with Embiid out, the nine-point lead last time, the way the game came down last night, getting it to overtime. You think, you know, five seconds left, you got a one-point lead, maybe you're going to be able to pull this one out. So, yeah, they, they got to get as many wins as they can get because after they play Washington back-to-back, it's Milwaukee. And we remember yeah. what happened the last time they played Milwaukee. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, as a Knicks fan, I hope they do remember what happened the last time they played Milwaukee the way Milwaukee remembered what happened the yes. last time they played the Knicks. So I would love for that to, to uh, you know, happen again, but this time in the Knicks' favor. And, Gordon, we, we can't talk about the NBA, and, of course, we'll get to NCAA in a second, but we can't talk about the NBA. You know, Kyrie Irving with family issues and, you know, we hope everything is okay with the family and whatnot, but he's not going to make this road trip with, with Brooklyn. Listen, with LeBron James out with the ankle, Gordon, you have to really take a serious look at the beard as a possible MVP candidate right now. I mean, between the Embiid injury, the LeBron injury, which remember we were talking last week, I was thinking about cashing out of my my stake on LeBron and the MVP, and you talked me out of it. Thanks a lot for that, Larry Hardesty. (laughs) Um, But no, I mean, you have to think about it, right? Like, Jokic, I think, is probably the front runner right now, but... I don't see how you could say if the Nets end up being the number one seed in the East, like we kind of expect playing without Kevin Durant for as long as they have playing without Kyrie Irving, he's in the lineup, he's out of the lineup for James Harden to come onto this team. What, when the season had already begun and to kind of take over the team and play the way he has played. I don't think that there's any way that he could finish any lower than second in the MVP voting. I tell you, he is he has made people like me who said, What do they need James Harden for? That's yeah. overkill. Why do they need him? Thank uh, God they got him, right? Yeah, absolutely. They, they that's really 
he's played very well, and we we keep saying it and saying it and saying it. And once again, listen, the proof is in the pudding. He has shown on the court what he means to this team, and just his availability, Gordon. And, you know, we we talk a lot about it. You know, the best ability is availability. People say, yeah, ha ha ha. That's cliche. That's cliche. Gordon, in sports, it's very important. You have when you're one of your best players has to be available for your team to be successful. We talk about it in the NFL. We talk about it in baseball. Of course, uh, Yankees with another possible injury. Uh, you know, I already so- didn't like you with the LeBron thing. You're bringing <laughs> that up already. So, you know, this is, this, is, this is what it's about. It's definitely about being available and being productive, and Harden's done both. And I mean, it does, I look, we, we think that Kyrie's going to miss what the next three games or yes. something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no word on when Durant's coming back. I, no. I haven't seen it right. Like e- no. even when they give you a kind of a, a window, I think it's going to take a while before he's even ramped up to that. So it doesn't seem like he's coming back anytime soon. And what are they? 43 games into the season? 44. I mean, they're mm-hmm. more than halfway through the season mm-hmm. and we have not seen Kevin Durant in a very long time. Like February, right? Middle of February? I think be? that's what it was. I got to go back and look at when that, that road trip was, but he's missed at least 13, 14, 15 games now. Yeah, and like you said, there's no idea, no thought And I think he missed a couple. I mean, he missed some games even before that, yes. right? Like, it's not yes. like this is only the stretch that he's played. So he's probably only played maybe half the season. Mm-hmm. Half of half. <laughs> yeah, half of the half. Right, of the half that they've played, he's played half of that. It's amazing. And, and, they, and they won. And, oh, and just, I mean, they, like they're the, rolling. Right. I mean, it would be one thing if, if if they were really struggling or they were having a hard time. Ky, I mean, Kyrie Irving leaving is like, man, what? A, you know, like, yeah, they'll be fine. I mean, it, you know, they just kind of carry on without him. It, it, they, they'll be okay without him. Yeah. And now they got Blake Griffin, who dunked. Gordy dunked last night. I was like, oh. Do you remember the movie The Usual Suspects? Yes. Kaiser Soze, right? Kevin yes. Spacey is, I, I yes. don't want to give anything away, but he's Kaiser Soze. And in the movie, he's like uh, he's like handicapped. He's like uh, physically challenged. And all of a sudden, the movie, the big plot point at the end of the movie is he gets out of the place where he is in the, in the interrogation room and he starts walking. And all of a sudden, his little like kind of, a handicapped walk. All of a sudden, he's walking just fine. You know what I mean? He's just all foots right, one foot right in front of the other, and it was a whole act the whole time. The fact that Griffin had not dunked in two years, he gets to the Nets for five minutes and he's dunking again. Something's not right. Something no. does not line up in my eyes. I'm sorry. It's it, it is uh, it was a bit much, you know, and right away because he wanted to prove that he could. Obviously, it's been talked about in the locker room. So he wanted to come right out and show what he could do. Listen, uh, they may need him, Gordon. We'll see what he can bring to the table for them because, listen, depending on the, the uh, competition. Who knows when anybody else is coming back, right? Exactly, exactly. So, you know, James Harden could use a little bit of help. Uh, although that kid, Claxton, he can play. Gordon, that young kid can play. Yeah, they got they have some guys on that team that don't. Yeah, they're not going to get the attention obviously of the of the big three or even with Griffin there. But they got some nice side pieces there that when you know they made the trade for Harden and everybody's like, oh, you're ripping up the team. You know, you're trading away Allen, you're trading away this guy, you're trading away all these picks. Now that's opened up the doors from for for kids like the guy Claxton, as you said, and Mm -hmm. and they've played well. Yeah, they have. Hey, Gordon, you know, I keep thinking about you. Every time you, you hear Max Kellerman coming back, oh, oh they're very God. close I mean, to being a, a pretty I, good I, team. Right. I expect <laughs> him to be in one of those I Love New York commercials all of a sudden at a Nick game, you know? 
Sitting between He's, Spike Lee and Woody Allen. I mean, come on. He is so on the bandwagon. He what is. a phony. What a <laughs> phony. Gordon, I got to tell you, uh, you know, the, the phrase that uh, the K show uses, we have to towel off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel that way after preparing, and we'll have the reveal just after the top of the hour, but I feel that way after the last bracket that we will reveal tonight. We had to towel off a little bit after that one. This uh, the the two thousand and beyond yeah, bracket. Yes, yeah, 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 yes. Yeah, this yeah. is going to be. Uh, th- there's going to be some fist fights over this one. <laughs> uh, look, it is very very difficult. I will say this: for despite the uh, you know the Bruce and Flushing Buddha with his you know little critiques here and there, mm-hmm. I think we have done a fantastic job because overall, yeah. yes, th- there's never a time where the NCAA tournament field gets released and everybody's like. Yeah, that was right. Yeah, perfect job by the kid. No, there's always going to be, uh, you know, people that are upset, say this team shouldn't be in, this team should be higher. So I think if you look at overall, the task that we were given, not just to pick the, 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 the theme songs, but to actually put them in the right order. Overall, there have not been that many upsets. There have been far more upsets in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> than there have been in our theme song throwdown. So I feel like uh, the the nominate the selection committee. We have we should all pat ourselves on the back. Well, maybe not all of us. You know, some of the younger members of the the squad maybe don't pat themselves as much as you and I, Larry. But I think overall we've done an amazing job. I do, I do. And and listen, we knew going in that people were not everybody was not going to be happy with it. We knew, we knew going in. And, and listen. It, especially in the 70s, Gordon, it, I understand. It was a lot. It was it's a impossible. lot. It's impossible oh, God, to narrow so down all of those theme songs oh, to only 16, you know? So many good ones that were left out. So many good ones. But, hey, we'll see what you think. We'll have the reveal at the top of the hour here on 98.7 ESPN. we get to the calls in a minute. But, Gordon, I tell you, promo code Gordon, I guess, took a beating this weekend, did it? With, with the NCAA? Well, you know, or I did were not, you conservative? This is, this is the first year I have not filled out a tournament bracket. And Smart. I can't, yeah, I can't remember how long. And you know what it really was? I, I, don't, I just don't, uh, I don't have the same. It's great to have it back. I've been watching it. I've been interested in the games themselves, much more so on the, the teams. You know, watching Rutgers lose last night was painful to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, keeping an eye on what Gonzaga's been doing here or there or uh, Alabama going on right now, you know, watching these individual games, but I have not had the level of it. You usually when you have the first Thursday, you plop yourself down on the couch and you just know outside of food here and there, I am just going to be sitting in my own filth here basically for the entire day, taking in all this college basketball. I got to be honest, the, the level of interest for me is not as fever pitch. And I thought it would be because of the tournament not being here last year. So mm-hmm. it was a weird position to be in, you know, watching Iona over the weekend, yeah. thinking, you know, at halftime they got a shot, they close on a 7-0 run, and then just are not really able to find the offense in the second half. So I've enjoyed it. I just have not really – I've been kicking myself ever since I thought to myself, I, I always like to bet one of the teams that's coming off the big conference tournament win yeah. that probably doesn't really belong in the tournament – and I thought I, I identified obviously the one thing I was thinking about. I said Georgetown. That's the mm-hmm. classic case. You know, was not really that good of a team. Everybody's yeah. singing their praises for getting in, and I I just never got around to actually putting money down, and I've been kicking myself ever since. Yeah, yeah, it it was tough, but uh, you know, I tell you, uh, Gordon, whenever you see Loyola of Chicago in. 
promo code Gordon, promo code Gordon, promo code yeah. Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, although people say that Loyola, you know, I don't want, I didn't watch so much of it this year. I certainly mm-hmm. did not watch any Loyola Chicago. They said that they shouldn't, there's no way that they should have been ranked as an eighth seed. I guess the bigger problem I kind of have, and look, there's no other way to, uh, to really do it, mm-hmm. was that Oregon, they get the bye. Yeah. because of the situation with COVID in the opening round, and then they mm-hmm. go out and they knock out the number two team in the country in Iowa in the second round. Isn't that something? So, and, and, and you'd have to think that there's at least the possibility that could happen again, and I think that yeah. that's a huge advantage to whatever team, you know, gets the benefit of it. So, um, yeah, we shall see. It's, a, it's been a good tournament. It, you know, mm-hmm. Oral Roberts getting as far as they have, yeah. being able to, to win a couple of games. So it's good to always have – I don't like too many upsets because then when you get down to the final four, the final eight, sometimes you get some real blowouts. I do want generally the best teams to advance. And I think it's been a good balance so far. Some really good upsets and uh, some, you know, some of the powerhouses. Clearly, Gonzaga is is the powerhouse this Mm -hmm. year. So you have that going for you. And Jawan Howard's done a great job with Michigan. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, you already have Illinois out, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to be able to get into the Sweet 16, and now look, you're a number one seed, you're expected to go a whole lot farther than True. that, so, uh, but yeah, so far so good for them. Um, you know what, t- what, one team I could, and it's not really the team, because the story of the team is actually nice, uh, but just all the alumni, uh, all the alums from, from Syracuse, Yeah, I could yeah. do without, you know, like uh, if, if, if all of a sudden, you know, Houston gets on a run and can knock out Syracuse in the next round, I would not be sad to see them go. I know. That. <laughs> a lot of chatter from the alums. Oh, uh, and you know what? It's like it's not like Rutgers when they won. You understand it, right? 38 yes. years since they yeah. won a tournament game. They deserve mm-hmm. to have their day. And to see what happened to them last night, it was so painful Sad. to watch. Yeah. You know, you could kind of see it coming. Yeah. And uh, there was really nothing they could do to prevent it. But when Rutgers – but Syracuse is in all the time. You know what I mean? It's not like this – you know, like the old Barry Sanders. Act like you've been there before, people, yeah. you know? Yeah. Bayham Sun is pretty good. He is. <laughs> he is pretty, pretty good. good. You know, usually, you know, when I first when I first heard during the season that Bayheim had a son on the team, I'm thinking, you know, ah, he just put no, but he's a really good player. I didn't realize that it. that was the case. Yeah, he can shoot. He's got a little distance to him. And, and Gordon, we've got a possible uh, upset again tonight at halftime. USC the six seed over Kansas, forty to twenty one. Kansas number three. So, you know, it could be another another kind of high seed out. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I have not heard anything lately about uh, the, um, you know, how they have the, the bracket challenge on ESPN. I think as of the weekend, there were still like 105 that were still perfect. I'm assuming wow. that after the weekend, that is no longer the case. I would have to say, because, you know, listen, <laughs> like Chris Canty's Virginia. We had, I had Chris Canty on the show yesterday, Gordon. He was mm-hmm. uh, not in a good mood. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, the Giants had signed Kenny Gallagher. No, 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 no. He didn't know. That wasn't no, 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 no. He, he, he was still a little sore over Virginia getting eliminated again right. early. And he's a Laker fan. Yeah, that's not great either. And no LeBron for a while. So yeah. he was he was a little, you know. Well, he, look, if you, had the, if you had the deal to take, right, if somebody presented it to you, you'd get knocked. You'd be the first number one seed to ever get knocked out of the tournament in the first round. You'd get knocked out early two years later. But in the middle, you'd win the national title. Mm-hmm. I think you'd kind of take that deal. Yeah, he's spoiled, though. He didn't want to take yeah. that deal. Uh, he's spoiled. You know. Right, because he already got it, right? Yeah, like if, exactly. he, if he had presented to him already, but he already got the national yeah, championship. Exactly. So it doesn't help him now. 
Exactly. He he had the attitude like, you know, he you would have thought I was a quarterback when I first, <laughs> <laughs> first started talking to him. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to the phone. Spike is in New Florida. He joins us next on 98.7. Right. I'm sorry. That does not sound right at all. No, that's bad. We're gonna have, first of all, good evening to my friends. Uh, let's stick with Jersey. Uh, I wanted to do, uh, you know, the, the Brooklyn taxes deal, but uh, someone owns that already. And when he calls in, if he calls in, uh, let's touch base. I haven't heard from him in a while. All right, first of all, it was wonderful, Larry. I talked to you and Gordon last, and then we left 5 in the morning. I was able to get you Sunday to work my way in from Gainesville to St. Petersburg. And we're in now, and everything's set up. High-speed Internet's coming. We're, we're, we're working on hotspots, and uh, I listen to the station all day while putting stuff away. Uh, well, anyway, from 8 to when Michael came on. It's really good stuff. Uh, here's my deal. Two, two quick basketball points. The tournament... And I said this to you uh, Sunday, Larry. It was embarrassing what they did with the women with the weights. It was just in such bad taste, A. And the thing with the COVID, you know, I, I see here in Florida, my little exposure and getting around, um, a lot of people don't wear masks. It's in the stores. You have to go in and wear it, but in the streets, nobody, or even in their homes, you know. Be careful so down I there, Spike. Probably... Be careful down there. Spring break. Be uh, careful down there. Well, well, my wife, who's still working now, uh, said to me, she uh, she's over 50, barely, and she said you can get a, a vaccination right away. She's registering. I'm going uh, with my condition and their age. I'm going to go in and talk to them tomorrow and find out how fast I can get it. I prefer the Johnson & Johnson shot. Uh, you know, one shot. But we'll see. But uh, everyone's been nice to me and, and appreciative. So let me get to the hoops. The tournament, I agree with Gordon 100%. I really, really, my kids are Rutgers graduate. Uh, that, they blew that game. And that's a shame. That's a shame. My, my other guy is in Orlando. He went to Florida. And, uh, again, he's, what happened in Florida, Gordon, is what you're saying. They won two in a row when Noah and Horford and Corey Brewer were on that team. And he said they won back-to-back national championships. And in Gainesville, the spring football practice was more popular. <laughs> you know? yeah. That's the way of the land. So I'll just ask you about the nickname. I asked Michael today. He was kind enough to put me on. And I said, was it a good last shot? I know the three from the corner tied it. Was it a good last shot having Randall bring the ball up? Was it? What do you guys think? Um, Final possession? Final possession. When Randall brought the ball up to win the game, he took it the whole length of the court. And he brought it up, and he and he and he went up, and he had about a fifteen, sixteen footer. He didn't look around. Was it was it the right play? Was it a good shot? Michael said it was a good shot. It just didn't go in. I've watched it, and uh, I, you wouldn't, know, I wouldn't I'm label it a good shot. Uh, I don't think it was a terrible shot, but yeah, I would not. I would not say that's the shot I wanted to get off. I agree. But I agree. here's the question, and that's why I tend to agree with Michael. They have nobody else to shoot. Yeah. And Larry, last night I rewatched the game today. How many free throws did they miss? Yeah, they missed a few. <laughs> they missed a few. Yeah, and that cost them the game. And and when and we talked to my last uh, night uh, before I left Friday night or whatever it was Thursday. Night, I said to you that, and Gordon made the point. He was correct. 
when you're that close to the teams that are better than you, you have to beat them. That's right. You got to beat them. They could have beaten the Philly. They could have beaten Philly twice. And look, the team's doing great, but they're very thin. I don't want them to make a big mistake, uh, and, and I'll call you again later when I get a chance this week. But I don't want them to break this thing up and start moving first-round draft picks around. I want them to just stay put and maybe if they can get a shooter because they need a guy at the end of the game. It's so obvious to me. So, boys, thanks again. Uh, happy to listen to you tonight. And uh, call me whatever you want, but I'll call you. All right, All right Spike. Spike. Thanks for checking in. It was listen, Gordon. It's it's the thing that we know about this Nick team, right? You know, quickly had some struggles because he had been out. He's been inconsistent. He didn't get his shot right. They just don't have enough scorers. And so when you have when you don't when in late in games, that's what they brought Derrick Rose here for to help out to give another option. And once again, Randall bringing the ball up and then having to shoot and then gets the fall gets the call the foul call on the rebound because he's trying to he's he's doing too much, Gordon. He's doing too much. Yeah, there might there there is some of that to it as well. Yeah, I mean, look, but I mean, when he hits the impossible three that he hits to to send the game to overtime, you know what I mean? Like he hits some impossible shots sometimes, and when you don't have that many great options on the floor. I can understand why, like, if, if, I, if, if somebody is going to force a shot, he's kind of earned that right at this point to force a shot. Yes. Yes. There's no question. Because what's the other option? <laughs> you know, there's no other option. So that's what you have to do. But, you know, it's just, it's frustrating, Gordon, only because you're that close, right? And, and you know, obviously it's free throws you miss and you didn't play the perfect game and you had some issues. But still, Gordon, you're right there. That's the frustrating thing. They've got to find a way to lock these games up. Yeah, Danny Green hitting some shots that, you know, like you think, oh, that's, that you know, they're not going to get a shot off here, and he just nails one at the last second. You, you lost 14 or whatever it is in a row to him. You're due to win a game and, and to be that close. And to get two of them when Embiid is not playing, you think, all right, if we can just get one of them. And you you were in position to get both of them, and you got neither of them. So, it is very frustrating, and look, if it does go bad, right, like I don't want to be negative Nancy here, but like mm -hmm. if you end up missing the play-in game or you end up you know, just on the outside looking in at the end of this, those are two games that you will go back to and say, how, how do we lose those games? That's right. It is. It's going to be – it could be the difference. Uh, Gordon, have you been following the Drop Madness on TM Chaos? I have not. I have not followed it this year. You know, I'm just not, uh, you know, I'm so focused on our tournament that I have uh, I kind of uh, stayed away from all the other, shied away from all the other uh, tournaments. I think Don's going to win again. He wins every year. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard to bill it as March Madness if he, you know, like he's like UCLA in the late 60s here, you know, yeah, or early he's 70s. Dominant. He's yes. dominant. He's dominant. Back to the phones. Moe's in Queens. Hey, Mo, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Uncle Levy, Gordon. Hope y'all doing well. What's going on? Oh, uh, just real quick. Uh, I'm good. Uh, just real quick. You know, it's a heartbreaking uh, loss. Those twi twice against Philly. You know, but they're the better team. It is what it is. But my whole point with uh, getting Chris Paul. Look at the uh, the Phoenix Suns. Look at Devin Booker. Six years, never even sniffed the playoffs. Been ten seed, eleven seed. Didn't even not even thinking about the playoffs. They get Chris Paul. Now they're fighting for the best seeding in the West out of nowhere. They had similar rosters, just made small changes like getting Jay Crowder, which is a good piece for a playoff contending team. So they made pieces like that getting Chris Paul. And now they're in the second seed right now. If, you know, 
prior to the season, you know, if you told me we're fine to get in the play in, I would have been happy. Even if we made that trade to get Chris Paul, I think this roster wasn't uh, playoff material. But now thinking about it, seeing how hard we played on the tips, you know, if we did get Chris Paul, it would have been fantastic. I feel like if basketball had a war, I feel like his war would be like 10 games. You know, just alone, he'll get you a win 10 games. You know, he has that IQ. He's a he's a ball handler. He's a passer, willing passer. He's a point guard, to be honest, you know. And with that roster, I mean, last two, three weeks, we've been playing with no point guard. I mean, IQ, who's a rookie, you know, still learning the game. we got Frank Nilekina, who can't score the bucket. Elfin Payton, you know, he's not your ideal starting point guard. And then we got Derrick Rose, but now he's he got hit with COVID. So, like, we were really playing with no point guard. Can you imagine if we, like, plugged in Chris Paul right now? I think we will win those close games. I could think in my head right now, five close games, that if we had a two-point guard that can handle and take over the game, lay in the game, I feel like we got to win those games. You understand where I'm coming from? Where, where yeah, I, I mean, look, uh, the value of a point guard, of course. I mean, you know, but it was the type of thing at the time where I don't think that most people thought that this was the kind of year that the Knicks were going to have. You know, it's kind of hindsight I, I to think that they that, were going to be battling for a playoff spot. Yeah, I didn't think so, too. You know, that's why I said in the beginning of the season that I think we'll be battling for a play-in. But the whole thing with me is we need that experienced point guard. And we had cap, uh, salary cap, salary cap, let's sign a player, let's sign a player. But then we don't end up signing a player and making a trade for, like, a point guard that we need, again, like Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook. And then we get stuck signing below-average players just to fill up the roster spot. My whole point is I understand we, we, it wasn't ideal to make the playoffs, but you've seen if we made those trades and made and got Chris Paul, we could have been uh, chilling in the fourth seed, you know, probably got, like, 26 yeah. wins right now instead of 22, 27. And we'll be uh, cool, and we know we got a playoff spot locked up. Right. But, but that's I mean, I, I, I mean I, it's not just about this year, right? Like adding a 35-year-old point guard who's making $40 million. Yes, it would be nice know, to make the playoffs gonna, this year, but. He's going to set the culture around. You know, he's going to develop the players, you know, probably get an IQZ and develop him as a great point guard. You know, those two years, I felt like he would have been a successful mentor and a player just yeah. to start the culture up. Get us in the playoffs. Get yeah. us around. I hear what you're saying, Mo, but then again, and thanks for the phone call, man. Look, I, I hear what you're saying, and you have a point. If, if we knew then what we knew now, yeah, they probably would have tried. Listen, they desperately wanted him. It's not because they didn't try to get him. This was not the LeBron James situation. They actively, really tried to get Chris Paul. So, uh, listen, either he didn't want to come or the money wasn't right or whatever. And once again, Gordon, you're right. It's not about this year. It's really about building like it is about building a culture, but it's also about setting forth a trend where you start to build and then you would have spent you'd had forty million dollars. Okay, so all right, thirty five year old point guard who normally is injured, listen, I'm happy for Phoenix, I'm happy for Chris Paul because he's been healthy this year. But you know that's that's been the knock on him, and at 35, you you're concerned, Gordon, that his ability to continue to play at an elite level is going to continue. So listen, it's it's been great for what's happened with Phoenix, but for the Knicks, yeah, it would have been nice. But I, I'm content right now because I did not expect this team to be this way, and because I didn't expect them to be this way, Gordon, I thought Chris Paul was going to be a waste. Yeah, and, and you have to be honest, Phoenix is a more talented team, right? Yeah, like they, they have, have some more players. big pieces in place. I mean, so, I mean, that's part of it as well. I, I, now, do I think that Chris Paul would have made a difference? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. But I don't want to limit the ceiling by, you know, stabilizing the floor kind of thing. You know, mm -hmm. like, it's all well and good. Like, I want to get into the playoffs this year. There is value to that, but I don't want to short, you know, I don't want to be short-sighted and think that that's the only goal. Yeah. Is is this year? Like, like yeah. we got to win this year, right? You know, we, we, this Nick team is not Brooklyn.
<laughs> right. <laughs> Brooklyn no. has to win this year. Okay, otherwise it's a failed season for them with all the talent they have. You know, although, Gordon, that may change, right? You know, we, we may have to reevaluate it. If, if they can't get these all three of these guys on the floor in the postseason t- together, we may have to reevaluate whether this – if they don't make it to the finals or, or win the championship if it's a failed season or not. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they'll get them all ready to go for the start of the playoffs, but when you – I mean, you're missing as much time as these guys and, – and, like, Durant, he's missed so much time. I don't know that you can really feel all that confident that he'll stay healthy for a deep playoff run for months yeah. on end. And Kyrie, I mean, unfortunately, he does have, you know, a track record of missing playoff games in the past. So I can't have that high a level of confidence that he's going to make it through a deep playoff run either. Now, if they're all healthy, that's great. But just because you start healthy doesn't mean, I mean, have they gone a month here keeping both those guys healthy or no. keeping them on the court? No, they haven't. And listen, it's okay in the early rounds when you play game one on Monday, game right. two on Thursday, <laughs> and game three the following Wednesday. Yeah. But when you start getting deep in your every other day, you know, that, that could that could play a toll. So we'll see what happens. Love this. Nice little groove for you, Gordon. You know, just to calm your nerves a little bit. We, we need that. We need oh. that for the, uh, for the people who uh, might have some issues. Yeah, we'll find out who they are in just a yes. second. 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter, at Hardish to ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. For those of you on hold, hanging with us, it's time now for the 2000 and beyond bracket reveal and a little review of the ESPN New York Tonight TV theme throwdown. Gordon Damon. All right, Larry. Well, of course, the last time we were together, we got to uh, do the 90s region. A lot of uh, of angry people at some of the shows (laughs) that made it, some of the shows that didn't make it, some of the seedings. I think well, well, before we get too deep into this, we'll, yes. we'll get on to the 2000s and beyond. The one thing that this 90s showed us is who who we picked as the number one overall seed. The people agree. The okay. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air mm-hmm. is the number. It got an 81% of the votes, which is wow. not the highest total, but the total amount of votes on that poll was the highest. So that tells you there's a lot of interest in uh, the Fresh Prince. So we'll mm-hmm. see how they do moving along. There were a couple of upsets in the 90s, but nothing really to write home about. The top four seeds all advanced fairly easily. Uh, Frazier bit the dust uh, to Boy Meets World, whatever that is. Also, uh, 90210 took out Dawson's Creek. No no real uh, crying over that one. But let's get to the 2000s and beyond, Larry, because Mm. this, I mean, between the newer theme songs, which there's not that many, but the ones, I mean, there's a couple of iconic ones that we have to include. Yes, but when we, when we had our conversation about including the 60s into the 2000s, one theme song I think kind of jumped out to all of us and the number one seed in the 2000 and beyond region is... Iconic. Never have to see an episode of the show. Everyone nope. knows Hawaii Five. That's it. So Hawaii Five O, our final number one seed of the tournament. Come on. Now whoever they were going to be going up against was going to be a heavy, heavy underdog. Good and luck. it's fitting because the number sixteen seed is. There's no need to fear. Underdog is here. 
Come on, that's a good theme song. For a cartoon, that's a lot of effort. Pretty good. Underdog. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> so Hawaii 5-0 against Underdog in the opening round. Very uh, tough one for Underdog there. But yes. he's used to being an Underdog. True. All right. So then we get to number two. The number two seed had some consideration for the number one spot, but it settles in at number two. The number two seed in the 2000 and beyond region is... Good morning, Mr. Phelps. This message will self-destruct in five seconds. Hopefully Mission Impossible doesn't self-destruct in five seconds. We need that number two seed to go far. We do. <laughs> so, all right, we've got three shows from the 60s already. Mm-hmm. But that trend will not continue because the oh. number 15 seed in the 2000 and beyond region is... Oh, that's good stuff. You watch back. The Wire. Mm-hmm. Did a different version every year, but always yeah. had the same song. I think this is my favorite of the versions that they had. Yeah, I agree. I think this is the first season. I'm not sure. I think this is the first season. So there you go. The two first 15 matchup, Mission Impossible versus The Wire. That's the Wire might have Mission Impossible on its hand. Yeah, that's a good matchup, though. Yep, good matchup there. Mm-hmm. This next one, this is a 3 versus 14. I think I know which way it will go, but this one is a battle of just iconic theme songs. The number three seed in the 2000s and beyond region is... Everybody knows it. And if you don't know it, you should, you should have your vote taken away. Your, your opinion is no longer valid here. <laughs> you should not uh, have a Twitter vote. Of course. Sopranos. Number three seed, very live number three seed, Larry. You'd have to admit, right? Oh, yes. Very good chance they come out of this entire region. Could be. It's got a shot. love the Sopranos. Absolutely. Especially Absolutely. this area, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I made it any lower down, I wouldn't be able to leave the house in jail. <laughs> hey, but we'll be People having some concern. I'd have to look over my shoulder. <laughs> The number 14 seed in the 2000 and beyond region. Another iconic theme song. It is. Felt like you have to have the Beverly Hillbillies in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to really put them. It's a, you know, it's a long time ago. I think it has some carryover. I think people know the Beverly Hillbillies theme. They do. But going up against the Sopranos. Yeah, I, I, I might th- be like Ralphie after the whore Piomai died, you know. I tell you, that, I'm glad they got. I'm glad they're rich. They're going to need a lot of that money. <laughs> yep. You are going to need some of that Texas tea, Larry. You're right. All right, so moving on, the number four seed in the 2000s and beyond. Another recent entry, hmm. but it's a big one. It is. Probably no show put more effort into their opening credits than Game of Thrones. Yeah. That puzzle thing that they had going on. Yep. Unfortunately, they didn't put so much effort into that final season scripts. <laughs> that went right. I mean, that. I mean, you can't even watch the show anymore. No, no. You can't. It's and it's so bad. Oh my goodness, terrible. But the theme song, still a blockbuster. Uh, and they will be going up. I mean, you talk about styles make fights. This is a very odd styling fight. Game uh-huh. of Thrones. 
going up against the number 13 seed, which is... <laughs> not one, you know, generally when you're talking TV shows, yes. Game of Thrones is not in the same conversation as no. Green Acres. No. I think Mr. Haney and the crew are in trouble. Yeah, I think, I think they might be. They might be. It's possible. You might be right. You never know. Uh, you, look. Survive in advance. That's the motto. That's it. Right? That's it. All right. So we're through the uh, through eight. Let's get eight more. The number five seed in the 2000s and beyond region is. Come on. Everybody's got to be singing that. You have. Everybody has sang the Flintstones theme song at some point in your life. Absolutely. And this is just this is just a battle of behemoths because the Flintstones. That wacky crew will be going up against another wacky crew, which is the number 12 seed. Where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> so there you go, the 5 versus the 12 seed there. Uh, moving on. We will move on to the number 6 seed. Mm-hmm. The spots are drawing very near. They're yes, very, they are. There are. Very few spots remain in the mm -hmm. 2000s and beyond. Yes. And I don't believe, look, I think this one's iconic. I don't have high hopes for its voting totals. Mm-hmm. But based on just how big it was, the number six seed in the 2000s and beyond is... Lil' Joe. Hoss. I mean, it puts you in the show, right? You know, you That's know, it. but just by listening to that, that's a western, right? You're out oh, in the yeah. open range. That's right. Bonanza, the number six seed, a very high seed, and a very tough tag. Look, you outside of the number one seeds, that first matchup is easy. Everything yeah. else is difficult because right. the number eleven seed is a is a whopper. It's very very tough to beat, but it is. That just sounds like frivolity, right? That just sounds yeah. like you. I think the name of the song is Frolic. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. Larry, David, and crew there. So that's the six versus the 11 Bonanza Curb. We're down to just four spots remaining. The number seven seed in the 2000s and beyond is... Tells you, I mean, this one tells you everything you need to know. It does. It tells you the whole story. Right. And every episode is the same thing, right? I mean, Gilligan screwed it up again. It's like you wonder what they did for the first show. Because <laughs> they told you the first show and the theme. Yes, they did. I feel like I've heard this somewhere. But, oh, that's right. It was in the theme song. Yeah, All exactly. Right. Yeah, there you go. The number seven seed, Gilligan's Island. The number 10 seed originally could have been maybe in the 70s. Could have probably been in other ones, but I think that this one fits best here. Mm -hmm. It's the number 10 seed. It is. Star Trek. Pretty an, an iconic theme. You know the, uh, William Shatner's birthdays today? How old do you no think kidding. William Shatner is? Uh, 72. 90. What? He's 90 years old. Wow. Right? 
I don't know what he's doing, but whatever he's doing, he should keep it up. Wow. 90. 90. Yeah, that was crazy. I was blown That's away impressive. by it. impressive. Yeah. All right, so there's your 7-10. So only two spots left, the 8-9. And this, I mean, this could go either way. Mm-hmm. The number eight seed. Not my personal favorite, but based on the time, the votes, I felt like it had to be in the top half of the draw. The number eight seed is. The Office, obviously, there. Mm-hmm. The uh, number eight seed, no longer on Netflix, so maybe that might hurt, right? Yeah. People used to put it on the Netflix and just let it roll. So there you go, the number eight seed. So only one spot left. What could it be? Let's find out. The number nine seed in the 2000s and beyond is... The Adams Family, obviously. Yeah. They usually have some lyrics there. I guess this, yes. this version does not. It's about to come in right here. Right, here we go. It was I wanted to get the monsters involved somehow too, because that was a very good theme it was. song, but I felt like two monster shows. Yeah. Maybe two you know, you gotta pick them from all the different conferences, so we gotta pick them yeah. from all the different genres. So there you go. Hawaii Five O, Mission Impossible, Sopranos, Game of Thrones, Flintstones, Bonanza, Gilligan's Island, The Office, The Addams Family, Star Trek, Curb, Scooby-Doo, Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, The Wire, and Underdog. And voting is opening up as we speak, Larry. At Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, and also you can weigh in at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. We can't wait to hear what you think about these. Oh, we've just unveiled our 2000 and beyond bracket for the ESPN New York Tonight TV theme throwdown. So you guys can vote. I have retweeted it, and Gordon has tweeted it out, and we've even got the uh, official station Twitter page tweeting it out. So you have plenty. If you didn't hear it, you can check out and vote right now. Very, very early on, Larry, but I can tell you some upsets are already brewing. We'll, le- we'll no let way. that. We'll, yep. Yeah, so, some early trends are pointing into some some possible upsets. So, but we'll let, you know, I don't want to sh- shade anything. You know what I mean? I don't want to mm-hmm. influence it in any way. So mm-hmm. we'll just see how things kind of play out. Absolutely. And before we go back to the phones, Gordon, we, we just need to, you know, we, we've had too many of these situations, Gordon, I'm telling you, but, you know, that's why we love doing sports because it takes us away, gives us a, a safe haven for a moment to get away from the things that are going on. But, you know, we have to acknowledge and our prayers go out to the 10 people who were killed in the Boulder, Colorado shooting, including a police officer and their family. Um, you know, it's, it's just, Gordon, you know, you go through these things, you go Sandy Hook and, you know, all these different situations that have happened over the years. And you always hope that you're not in this scenario again, right? You always hope that you don't have to have this conversation and talk about it again. And, you know, here we are once again with this, uh, another situation where there's a tragedy going on along with the fact that we seem to be, you know, coming out of the COVID a little bit. There's some light at the end of the tunnel, despite the fact that you're seeing some spreading again with, uh, you know, the warm weather and you understand that people are just, you know, really itching to get out because they've been, sitting for a year but just with covid and this situation here is just you know gordon thank goodness we have sports to just take our minds off things for a moment yeah we i mean we need it right we need something to take our minds off of things because uh it's a problem that has been you know going on for a while now and it doesn't seem like we got any solutions i mean that's that's the one thing that really jumps out to you it doesn't seem like we have any way of solving the problem so that it doesn't happen again 
yeah. and uh, it seems like it happens all the time. It really does. It does. It does. I wish we had some answers, but we haven't come up with it yet. So hopefully uh, we'll find a way to end this because it's it, going to get old. It really does. Oh, it really it, gets old going to I mean, it, it's sickening. I mean, it, it, you know, I mean, it, it's just absolutely sickening. You know, I don't want to get uh, off on a rant, but, you know, yeah. you turn on the news and, and I don't turn on the news all that often because uh, a lot of For times, that reason. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and look, the, 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 after the year that we've just had, I mean, there's enough reasons to, to be suffering and people are still suffering from things that have went on. And, and you just you see these type of things go on and. Uh, it just makes you. It just makes you sick to your stomach. It just makes you sick to your stomach. It does. So our prayers go out to those uh, families. Well, on a happier note for the Giant fans, hey, your football team spins big again. They land cornerback Odori Jackson with a three-year, thirty-nine million dollar deal, according to sources. Giants also signed, as you know, over the weekend, Kenny Galladay, four-year, seventy-two million dollar deal. The signing leaves Daniel Jones and the Giants offense. No more excuses. NFL free agent signings 2021. They've done nice. Went big with the Galladay edition. So now Mike Tannenbaum was on this morning here on 9870 ESPN. And he says, you know what? The Galladay deal, not bad. The two things he has, in my opinion, is he has size and he has touchdown making ability. And that's something that they sorely need. When you look at his career over four years, he has 21 touchdowns. And when he's healthy, he can stretch the field and he can make the contested catch. That's the big if with him. In four years, he's only played in 16 games once. But if we go back a year ago and, and look at the Giants, you know, Daniel Jones had, only had 11 touchdowns. They were poor in the red zone. They were poor in third down. And Kenny Galladay can be that frontline receiver. So, in other words, Mike, uh, Daniel Jones needs to show what he can do this season, right? The only grade we really could give Daniel Jones right now, in my opinion, is a grade of incomplete. We just don't know, and I think this is such a consequential year in his career because now you look up, and I think Darius Slayton's very underrated. Sterling Shepard's certainly competent. They added Kyle Rudolph you know, with Evan Ingram, and if Barkley's healthy, that's a really good skill group, and there's really no excuses. Daniel Jones has to produce next year. Gordon, with a, a big play receiver, a tall receiver like Galladay, a tight end who can catch, <laughs> and you've got a Saquon Barkley to be able to run and, and catch the ball out of the backfield in the red zone, the Giants have improved themselves substantially on the offensive side of the ball. They they have, uh, and the Galladay move is one that they – it's only one player, but it's almost like when the Yankees got Garrett Cole and, uh, you know, you have a team that has their, their, their number one starter is really a number two. Their number two is really a four. Mm-hmm. This move allows them to put Galladay in as the ace, right, the number one receiver, and everybody else can get moved down a slot so that they're not the focus of the offense like they don't really, you know, they just they, it doesn't work for them that way, right? They need to have the pressure take off of them uh, and have that big play receiver in Galladay, right? We saw what it was like when they tried to kind of focus the offense around uh, Evan Ingram this past year. didn't really work. The receivers just did not get the, the necessary separation. So you're hoping that Galladay is healthy if he is. He should be a big piece of it. The only thing that I would say in terms of the offense is, the, like I when when a move like, and I like the Galladay move. I have no problem p- paying the money. The only problem is is that that offensive line is still not solved. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for like how can this possibly go wrong now that we've got this big piece? Well, a they needed a lot. Of, I mean, they had an abysmal offense last year. Now you're yeah. hoping to get both guys back in in Saquon and him. 
But the way it could possibly go wrong is if that offensive line is still not fixed. Yeah. Daniel Jones does need some time, uh, mm-hmm. obviously, for, to, to let Galladay, Galladay get down the field. You know, <laughs> listen, you got a number one receiver and you don't have time to let him get down the field to run these routes. You know, hopefully for them, even with the offensive line struggling a little bit, Gordon, the fact that you've got Saquon Barkley where, you, you know, where the, the defense has got to play, you know, your, your safety's got to play up to help with him helps give you a little bit because of the play action. You can freeze them and slow them down a little bit, which helps your offensive line. But you're right, the offensive line, it, if, they can, if they can improve on where they were last year and the second half of the season, you, they showed some improvement. If they, can, if they can give you that effort consistently and get better, the Giants may have themselves a pretty good offense. And with the Dory Jackson, they help themselves on the defensive side of the ball also in the secondary. Now, as um, Chris Candy told me yesterday, Gordon, obviously in the draft they're looking for a pass rusher now. Uh, that would be their number one choice. But they were able to do some things. And as we said in the open, considering they were practically broke, they spent, they spent a lot of money. To not have any money. <laughs> well, you're, you're, look, if, the, if both guys are healthy, if Jackson and, and Galladay are healthy, there's nothing really to not like about the moves. They, mm-hmm. they might have paid them a couple of bucks extra, but that's what it took to get them. So yeah. I don't really have a problem with paying. But, you know, as long as those two guys are healthy, they should help uh, immensely on the, you know, the, the makeup of the team. And, and look, they need it, right? I mean, the defense was better last year, but the secondary was still hurting outside of Bradbury. And you're hoping – Against hope that this is that like the, this off season is going to be much like last off season for Gettleman and not like the first two years, especially that first year where he made a bunch of signings and they were disasters. I don't think that this is going to be those like back then when you saw those signings, you you, you questioned it even then, like the Nate Soldier signing and a couple mm-hmm. of the other ones. These yeah. look like, assuming these guys are healthy and they're checked out, they should be major additions to this team. Gordon, I think it's safe to say we'll have another upset. USC rolling over Kansas 71-44 right now. So, wow. Um, with about six minutes left. So if you had that in your bracket, huh, sorry. Well, let's go to the phones. Bruce is in Flushing. Hey, Bruce, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, before I get to the Giants, I want to make a comment about uh, 2000 and beyond. I was okay. thankful to hear Bonanza theme song in, in, as, as a six-rated. So that was nice. It was up um, However, you can't say it was a bad seating. No, it was good seating. However, now, Underdog and The Wire and all that over Rawhide. Now, that was a number one song in, in, in its day. and went to the top of the charts. Plus, it was an iconic uh, TV series. Rawhide was one of the top-rated shows of its time. Plus... Even John Belushi knew how iconic it was because it was in the Blues Brothers. I know, but the Blues Brothers was 40 years ago. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Wow. Like, the Blues Brothers was 40 God. years ago now. Like, when, when did Rawhide, when was Rawhide on the air? 50s? 60s. Early 60s. 60s. Mid-60s. Okay. Early mid-60s. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm just saying, the idea is... Of this, but it's about what can this, win. Uh, I, mean, I mean, if you, if you put things that are not competitive... Then the 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 more you know the, the more recent shows are just going to roll. You know what I mean? Like you have to have well, ones that at least have in, a chance. In, in New York State, well, you got to be in it to win it. 
Yeah, but rawhide would not. I, I look. It was between to me rawhide, bonanza. You know, a lot of the 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 western shows of the '60s to me were trying to find the be, you know Gunsmoke maybe, or I, I was trying to find some other ones. Uh, you, what was the other one you mentioned? Brandon. Could have been Paladin. Right. Paladin was a nice theme song. Yeah. So you know, I wanted to get one of them and give it. You know, and I think Bonanza is the one that after listening to them all. Bonanza was the one I said, you know what, that might have a shot to do so. At least, you know, get through the opening round. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Okay, I'm sure Buddha agrees with me, but, you know, we'll go to the Giants now. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's amazing. Was it under George or under how when they said they couldn't afford something and all of a sudden they found money in the backyard, <laughs> they dug up the money, you know, and and I was never great in math, but I, I always thought they said, well, you can the salary cap is a hard cap, and boy, the Giants are finding ways to make it a soft cap. Because <laughs> for a team, like you said, that has no money, they're doing an awful good job in finding money. I'll tell you this, Bruce, there's a lot of players that, that found that's going to find their paycheck a little light this season. <laughs> and also, for all the knocks on Gallman, and I know um, Gordon is one of those people who knocks Gallman, and sometimes deserved, I mean, the first few signings had me scratching my head a little bit, which he always seems to do, but he has filled the holes. He filled the cornerback hole. He filled the number one wide receiver hole. And for people who, who said, well, nobody's going to want to come to a team run by Gellman, guess what? It seems the exact opposite. you got Galladay. you got Dory Jackson. I mean, Dory Jackson, if you look at his stats, are unbelievable. He's 25 years old, and he wanted to come to the Giants. So... I well, think, I, I think know, he wanted to come to the Giants, especially when they saw the money. I mean, like, you know, and that's the case everywhere. But Jackson got the money anyplace else. Yeah, no, but, I mean, he, he was going to get good. more there than anywhere else. So, I mean, you know, I, I do think that there's something about Joe Judge that connects with people. But, mm. you know, um, I, I th- you know, for all these teams, you know, when, uh, when the Jets had their guys talking about, you know, oh, it was Robert Sala. I saw a video of him on YouTube. No, I mean, they paid you the most money, and, and nobody begrudges you. You know, we'll see how it works out. Uh, you know, the reason why I'm critical of Gettleman is because up until recently, he's done a terrible job. I mean, they're 15 and 33. Yeah. I mean, this is not this is not like, oh, you know, a game here, a game there. Even this year, the one the year we're all praising him for. Uh, I mean, they went, what, six and 10. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why they were in it at all was because the division was as horrendously bad as it was. Now, we'll see how it goes. I like the signings. They've done a lot of signings here, and and why is that? Because he's, I mean, if you have been able to find these things in the draft, you might not have had to sign all these guys. That's for sure. That's for sure. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on? Big Bruce, you know I always agree with you, brother. You know that. We don't even got to debate that. Um, rest in peace to Alvin Bella. Yeah. He had a rich, full life. Um, other case with the people in Colorado. They would just go in the store to get some groceries. And um, they didn't get the chance to have that ritual life. It's absolutely disgusting. You know, when are we going to learn how to live and let live? You know, if you're really that angry and life is so horrible, take your own self out. You don't need to do that to anybody else. But moving forward on the positive note, um, which is with this poll, there's a clear uh, win with the 60s. Uh, you know, growing up, we used to sing in camp. You know, the Adams family started with Mr. Adams started. I won't say the other part because it's not politically correct <laughs> Yeah, yet. please. If you don't but, mind, um, you know, we'd like to stay on the air, Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't compete. Listen, the 60s and 70s, they're taking out 
any, any um, decade, but um, especially the 60s. Those, those are classics. Gilligan's Island, those are absolute classics. Um, just wanted to say, you know, I'm on an exercise bike right now in the fitness center in my development, and I've been on here pretty much for about 40 days waiting for um, that big blockbuster trade with Sam Darwin. That's not going to happen. You know, Diana Rossini, Adam Schefter, you sold the fans live. They ain't no first pick. They ain't no second pick. You'd be lucky to get a third round. Look what the Giants are getting, and look what we're getting. Same old story over and over again as a Jets fan. Very, very disappointing. But, and, um, you know, and Buddha, you know, the, the yes. one thing that I heard this weekend, and I think you would agree with this, is that I keep hearing mm-hmm. about, well, you know, the Jets have made some moves, but you know what? Joe Douglas is a is a build-through-the-draft kind of guy, and he's not going to go out and say, well, I mean, there's deals to be made, though. I mean, your job is not right. a scout. Your job is to put the best product on the field. Why were we yeah. talking about having all this cap space if you weren't going to be going out and use it? Now, I'm not saying you have to use all of it or pay guys way more than they're worth, but figure it out, man. Listen, in the immortal words of uh, Marshall Brady's son or daughter in um, I'm Going to Get You Sucker, Preach, brother, preach. I mean, please. I'm, I'm so sick of this guy and the pass that he gets. It's unbelievable. You know, by the time that he gets the team up and right, Sal is going to lose his job. You know, this guy, he's, he's a coach and a quarterback killer. But um, so I was looking at the NCAA tournament, and I'm watching this guy, Jawan Howard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you thought about the Fab Five, if it was any one of them that was going to be a coach, you thought it was him because his skill set, he was tall, he was athletic. But he was a tactician out there at that power forward, sort of like a poor man's Tim Duncan in college. But what a wonderful job he's doing. I mean, you know, listen, all three of those guys, the top three of them, they've all been a success in whatever they try to do. Jalen Rose, Weber, you know, as a broadcaster. But Jawan Howard is shining right now. He, he got a chance to take this team all the way. He does. He does. And you know what, Buddha? First of all, thanks for the phone call. And the other thing, Buddha and Gordon, listen, those years on the Miami bench didn't hurt him either. Gave him yep. some good knowledge and, and, and how to deal with players and strategy and so on and so forth. And, you know, that didn't, that didn't hurt him. There's no question about it. But he, he's done a great job. And listen, Gordon, <laughs> it's all about recruiting, my friend. In college, it's about recruiting. Yes, you, once you get them there, you teach them and you coach them up. But you got to have the talent to make sure you get them. Yep, and he waited a while to get a, a job, and he got a good job, and he has certainly taken advantage of it. So we'll see uh, just how deep they can get into the tournament. It will be interesting. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. Joins us next on 98.7 ESPN. Long time no talk, fellas. How y'all doing tonight? Hey, Trey. Doing good. How's business? Real sad to hear. Say again? What you say? How's business? How's business? Oh, busy. Good, good. Lord, busy. Good Are thing. you guys busy in the morning? Uh, Gordon is. I am, yeah. Why? <laughs> why can I? Get, can you give me something to do so I can get out of watching these kids every morning, getting them off to school? Absolutely, Gordon. I have the perfect job for you. All right, look, oh, give it to me. I got you. I got you. I got you. I'll I tell you off the. I'll tell you off All the right. air, Gordon. I got you. Now, I was really sad to hear about Elgin Baylor dying. Um, you, I didn't get to see him play, but just watching the highlights, he was ex- extremely athletic, man. And a lot, not a lot of dunking, like like Uncle Richard said earlier, like not a lot of dunking, man. He was super creative with the ball too in the air, just the things that he could do. Um, so which set up, you know, the the eventual the David Thompsons and the the mm-hmm. Dr. Jays. So you know, it's a setup thing, with, you know, with with how you know how progression goes in basketball. So yeah. 
definitely a big rest in peace to him and Miss Elaine, man. I know they're going through it. And and for people that don't understand how he he ran the city of D.C. Like, he was probably the biggest thing in D.C. basketball next to Dave Bing. Would you agree, Larry? Yep, I would say so. Mm-hmm. I mean, a monster. If you go back and look at some of the just the, the, the newspaper articles about how he just he shut the city down yeah. when he played. So, listen, it, you know, listen, big rest it, in for, for NBA fans, it was just nice to see somebody jump when they shot as opposed right. to all the set shooting that was going on back, the, shot, right. <laughs> back in the day. Well, 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 one of the first athletes, really. Yeah, One of the first absolutely. really athletic, yep. you know, like, you know, a uh, swing guard, almost like a forward. You know what I mean? He was he was really athletic, man, especially yep. for that time. We hadn't – nobody had seen anything like that at that time. So no. kind no. of a freak. Kind of a yeah. freak if you yeah. if you think about it. Kind of a freak because he was one of the first of one of – the first of his kind. Mm-hmm. Um I think we need to stick and stay, man. I don't want to. I don't want to move. I heard a caller earlier. I, I really don't want to move nobody. I like Chris Paul. It's not. It's not a knock on his skill set. He's a really good point guard, a Hall of Famer on the floor right now. Uh, but I'm good. I'm, I'm good. He, you know, for some reason when they come here, they slip on the banana peel and you know break their collarbone and you know what I mean. I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate what he's doing in Phoenix. I really do. That team is. That team is exceeding expectations. So, you know, I shout out to them for that. We got our own thing going over here. I don't want to mess with it. I I feel you, Larry. I don't want to touch the money right now. Just let it play out. Mm-hmm. Just let it play out. I mean, messing with it now, what what would it do? You know, when, are we going to beat Brooklyn? No. You see what I'm saying? Are we going to beat Milwaukee? No. I think the move, Philly? the move I want is is to more kind of stabilize where they're at. It's not even about necessarily you know winning a playoff series. It's about making sure you get to that playoff series. And if you could add you know a shooter, you know somebody just can kind of knock down a shot from the outside on a consistent basis, you don't have to pay too much for. That's the kind of move I think most people want to see for the Knicks. Gee, if you could do that, who is the guy? Who is that guy yeah, right now? Like the you? guy's name that I keep coming back to is Terrence Ross, right? Like he's playing on the Magic. I, Magic are going no place. I mean, he, he probably I wouldn't be mad at cheap. that. Right? Yeah. I mean, something well, like what, that. What do you think we'd have to give up to get Terrence Ross? Because I'm not mad at that. I actually was looking at his numbers the other day. What, what do you think we'd have to give up for that? I I, I wouldn't think you're going to have to give up any uh, you know any major picks. Maybe you have to give up a pick. Maybe you can give up a Knox. You know, I mean, they're kind of in a in a in a in a rebuilding situation. So maybe they'll take one of the Agreed. young players off your hands and and you know maybe a second round pick. Maybe one of the you know a lottery protected pick down the road or something like that. It shouldn't you shouldn't be breaking the bank to get Terrence Ross, but something along those lines. I feel that I feel that, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad to see Kevin Knox. You know. Keep yeah, the bag, keep the hoodie and everything, and he's got to go. Yeah, Dear he's God, he's got to go. All right, Dre, thanks for checking in. This is ESPN New York Tonight.